0: Generating an income in an industry you enjoy should be the first steps. If that is not an option, then consider going part time, you know, three days a week or dropping your hours to 20 hours or even trying a consulting role. There are more ways to manage your time than just quitting and totally retiring. You know, I know people talk about retiring, but retiring to what? I know for me, my friends are still working and my friends still have families that they are raising. So to find peers your age that is also retired is going to be kind of hard pressed and without a purpose or something to retire to you will get bored and most individuals fill that with retail therapy which is counterproductive to what we are doing all of this for as Christians we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate but when it came to our own personal finances and investments we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. welcome back i am ab ridgway mr christian finance the host of financial advisors say the darndest things in my mom's favorite christian financial advisor as always make sure that you subscribe so you're notified every time we release new episodes and be sure to like comment and subscribe to this episode it really helps the podcast so we can continue to make great episodes for you now someone please call the fire department because there seems to be a roaring blaze covering the financial planning industry. There's a new philosophy in town, and if you haven't heard of it, it's called the FIRE movement. That's right, F.I.R.E., which stands for financial independence and in retiring early. According to Wikipedia, the FIRE, the financial independence retire early movement, is a lifestyle movement with the goal of gaining financial independence and in retiring early, as stated by the name. The model became particularly popular among millennials in the early 2010s gaining traction through online communities via information shared in blogs podcasts and online discussion forums this idea of retiring early seems to be the flavor of the day it seems as if these individuals are craving a life of fulfillment outside of their work from what i can gather the basis of the movement is to accumulate enough money where money is not an issue. Basically, don't pace yourself. Try to save as much as you can, as fast as you can, so you can retire as soon as you can. A number I am consistently seeing is a 25 times your current annual income. So, if you have an income of, mm, let's say $50,000, because you're still young, you would need $1.25 million, and if you have a 4% withdrawal rate, then you should be able to retire happily. But in my mind, I'm thinking, what about emergencies? Well, they have a solution for that. They also recommend having a huge cash holding, some recommending up to two years. So you have a cash source in down market, and you don't have to reach for your taxable investment accounts. Sounds pretty solid. But one financial planner is not impressed. David Blanchard, managing director and head of retirement planning at pgim said at a recent seminar i think it's a terrible idea the 4 percent rule by definition is for a 30-year retirement horizon you shouldn't use it for 50 years so what do you think for me i believe in any strategy an investor can stick to they should go ahead and do it i mean if they're fine rushing to retirement that's fine but Unfortunately, I wouldn't work with them. It just kind of goes against my beliefs. It says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 11, wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. This rush to retire or speed saving is something I see as in vogue, you know, maybe different, intriguing, interesting, but not a long term effective strategy for a few reasons. One, when you retire too early, you lose your earning potential for the years that you miss. For example, if you retire at age 40, you leave 20 to 25 years of earning potential. For example, if you had a $70,000 a year job, you are giving up $1.4 million of income from your job. According to the FIRE movement, 25 times an annual income of $70,000 a year job will give you roughly $1.75 million. So, according to the numbers, you're basically losing half of your earning potential by retiring early. And my next issue is children. In its expenditure on children by families report, the USDA, the US Department of Agriculture and Middle Income, married couple parents of a child born in 2015 may expect to spend $233,610 and $284,570 if projected inflation costs are factored in. That's for food, shelter, and other necessities to raise a child through age 17. This does not include the cost of a college education. See me, I have four children, so that puts me at roughly $1.1 million to raise these kids. And my last point is that when we are young, we haven't reached our full earning potential yet. By 40 and 45, we are just settling into our careers. Some of us at that time are career changers. So we are basing our retirement income on an income that is not adjusted for life. You know, I think the ultimate goal is to retire and stay retired. But the way this is set up, they are assuming inflation is not going to jump up 9% like it did back in June. It is assuming that your lifestyle won't change. The cost of living is different in different cities. $70,000 $70,000 looks good in the backwoods of Louisiana, but in the middle of the flashing lights in New York, you won't last long. Now, I'm not here to bash the movement, by no means. I am simply giving my perspective. And I do understand that my perspective holds weight. So I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible and just give you the fact and how I see it through my eyes. Now, one last point on this subject, the withdrawal rate. You and me both know life happens. And when the markets are down, it is not the time to be taking money out of your account because it makes it difficult to recover. So the markets are down 18 percent and you draw another four percent. That's going to make your portfolio look really, really bad. And also to the four percent rule, the man who actually created the rule said it was just kind of based on those times. And he's actually changing that rate. If you want to go check that out, I would I would look that up personally to see exactly where he's adjusted that number because just his opinion has turned into some kind of financial planning fact, which is totally not true. It's a great starting point, but it needs to be adjusted for the client. Now, Christian Benz, he's the director of personal finance and retirement planning at Morningstar. He told CNBC, make it. In general, if you have a portfolio balance and you're planning to stretch your withdrawals out over 40 or 50 years, starting with a lower Withdrawal rate gives you a higher probability of success. So 4% may be too high. Maybe you have to think about 2% or 3.3% or something like that, right? And I guess you can do that, but are you really living the life that you really want, knowing that this is going to be your life for the next 30 to 50 years? So technically, you could take a dynamic approach, you know, take more in high markets and less in low markets, but what is the freedom of retirement if you are constantly thinking about money and money withdrawals? Remember what we said about risk. Risk is basically just how much uncertainty is there. When you're walking down a dark alley in a foreign country, there is higher risk because you just don't know what is going to happen Compare to a domestic grocery store in broad daylight in the neighborhood that you grew up in. Not so risky. But when you have a fixed income for 30 to 50 years, That is a lot of risk to take. And we all know that risk is pretty psychological, but with these variables, it really does increase our anxiety when we think about how much money we're gonna have in the future and what type of lifestyle we're going to be living. So my take is this, if you are so unhappy with how you spend your eight hour day, you may be in the wrong industry. I think generating an income in an industry you enjoy should be the first step. I'm going to say that again. I think generating an income in an industry you enjoy should be the first steps. If that is not an option, then consider going part time, you know, three days a week or dropping your hours to 20 hours or even trying a consulting role. There are more ways to manage your time than just quitting and totally retiring. You know, I know people talk about retiring, but retiring to what? I know for me, my friends are still working and my friends still have families that they are raising. So to find peers your age that is also retired, is gonna be kind of hard pressed. And without a purpose or something to retire to, you will get bored. And most individuals fill that with retail therapy, which is counterproductive to what we are doing all this for. Now, I think of the fire movement just like I do keto diets and intermittent fasting for weight loss, yes? You could lose weight. And yes, they promote that you can eat whatever you want as long as you eat in a certain time frame. And as far as keto is concerned, it's it's about butter, oil and meat and using fat as an energy source instead of carbohydrates. But is this really a good long term health strategy? That's not for me to answer. I am not a dietitian. I am not a doctor and I am also not a practitioner of keto. So I can't tell you those nuances. But what I can say about those strategies is that those who do it, do it well, and they're willing to accept the risk associated with them. Those who have the standard American diet, hamburgers and fast food, they also are practitioners. They also understand the risk and are willing to take on those consequences. As the fire movement is concerned, if you're willing to be a practitioner, if you're willing to take on those risks, that is totally up to you. Now, I don't have the an answer to all those questions that I asked you. And if you're just as confused as I am, don't worry. All this is pretty new. And all I know is that I don't like the motivation behind the movement, which is to build wealth quickly. And it also doesn't leave room for charitable giving, for tithing. So for me, this is a no. And I could read the emails. Now, yes, you can build giving into your savings rate, but that doesn't change my perspective. I think it just promotes everything everyone wants to do not work have money go party and not have any responsibilities and that is not what i think we are here for you are here to serve mankind add value by giving your creativity wisdom and passion praise god and do his work now some people say well i want to retire so i can give and i can do those things well if that's the end goal then you should try to find work that is going to pay you to do those things because as Christian investors we do believe we should get paid for the work that we do so if you want to be a philanthropist you can do that If you want to be a missionary you can do that there are ways to sustain your lifestyle so normally I can give you a definitive answer to a lot of topics but this one (laughs) it just has more questions than answers my only suggestion is to look it up for yourself and let me know what you think so I guess we're just going to have to leave this case open until next time. Well, I hope that you've been blessed. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to like comment and share. Also, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, go to www.abrwealthmanagement.com backslash podcast and join our family. And as a thank you, you will have a free gift from us. If you need help building your financial plan, information to speak with us will be given right after the show. Well, I am A.B. Ridgway, Mr. Christian Finance himself, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgway, owner of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. Elijah and Ridgway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money.